Greetings and salutations, sports fans nationwide. You have entered the Sports Opinion Log podcast. I'm your host, Lex Anderson. In this episode, Fernando Tatis Jr. loses an endorsement as Adidas last Friday decided that they would sever ties with Fernando Tatis Jr. in the wake of his steroid-related scandal. Now, I'm not going to cry for Fernando Tatis Jr., He still has other sponsors, BMW, Dairy Queen, Jack in the Box, and PlayStation. However, Adidas doesn't want to be attached to him in the wake of the 80-game suspension that he is serving for taking an illegal substance known as Clostabol, which uh, he was using to treat a ringworm infection. And it would seem from the sports fans nationwide, you can follow me on TikTok, type in Sports Opinion Log. I'm there. A lot of sheeple aren't aware that Major League Baseball teams actually have a medical staff. So Tatis Jr. on Tuesday in his press conference where he's apologizing to the San Diego Padres, the organization, his teammates the fans. I see that he's engaging in social and media manipulation, trying to portray himself as a kid who made a mistake. Make no mistake about it. Fernando Tatis Jr. is 23 years old. He's a grown ass man. You can fool the ignorant masses and the sheeple who bray like the mindless cattle that they are, chatty parrots in my comments on my TikToks. The age to drink legally is 21. He's 23. He can buy a drink. He definitely knew how to sign that 14-year, $340 million contract with the Padres. But he's a steroid cheat, and suddenly he made a mistake, even though, again, all MLB teams have a medical staff. And it was even said that the San Diego Padres weren't even aware that Fernando Tatis Jr. had booked a flight out of San Antonio to navigate the final stages of his rehab assignment. So he wasn't even with the team. I have been talking about Fernando Tatis Jr. since the Major League Baseball lockout ended because when it ended, it was revealed that he had suffered a fracture of his wrist When he was out in DR, the Dominican Republic, riding a motorcycle, had a little spill, I guess, was wondering why his wrist was sore. And again, I had blamed Major League Baseball for that, for having the lockout in the first place. So with that being said, I've been watching and reading Ah, the sounds of the hood while the show must go on. Interesting, there was no noise before, but the devil is busy hating on the success of the people sportscaster Lex Anderson. But I digress. The Padres had expressed concern that he wasn't healing as fast as they had hoped. He was supposed to return a couple of weeks before MLB's All-Star game and All-Star break, but that wasn't the case. Was Fernando Tatis Jr. perhaps feeling pressured 
to live up to the contract, right? Remember kind of like what A-Rod, also from the Dominican Republic, also a PED, HGH, steroid treat, the pressure to fulfill these exorbitant, wasteful contracts. And it's amazing that MLB, with their steroid era, continue to sign these players to these long-term 10-year deals, which they say are financially irresponsible, will never pan out, are wasteful, but there's no clauses in these contracts in regards to PED use, steroid use, and abuse, and getting busted, and the ramifications. At the end of the day, Fernando Tatis Jr. will still have 12 years and $335 million of Padres money to burn, so can we please stop talking about him being traded. They're not going to trade him whatsoever at all. You're stuck with him. And what's interesting is that Fernando Tatis Jr., because so many people were young and growing up during the steroid era, Fernando Tatis Jr., in the wake of his steroid-related scandal, is the face of your generation is the face of this generation. I had applauded his natural ability. I had applauded his swagger, the swagoo. He runs around the bases mimicking Conor McGregor. He hit two grand slams in one inning. But now Adidas cited that we believe that sports should be fair. We have a clear policy on doping and can confirm that our partnership with Fernando Tatis Jr. will not continue. And they even wiped them, they wiped him clean from their website. So at the end of the day, MLB, MLBPA, they continue to engage with written rules and laws and doctrinations that aren't fulfilled. As far as I'm concerned, Fernando Tatis Jr. should not be a San Diego Padre. He already violated his contract when he was out in DR riding a motorcycle and fractured his wrist. But yet, the Padres will still keep him. And for what? And to what end? It makes no sense. Why would you have all these things in place only for these players to still not feel the full wrath of cheating the game of baseball. It makes no sense. So spare me with the 23. I'm a kid. You're not a kid. You're a grown-ass man. You're not an ignorant, youthful kid. You know what you're doing. Just the way when you hit two grand slams in one inning and you're showboating and celebrating around the bases. First player in Major League Baseball to have 80 home runs and 50 stolen bases within his first 300 career games. But interesting enough, after he had put pen to paper to sign that wasteful, exorbitant contract, started to have shoulder issues, a tad injury prone. And of course, we also live in a society, I have to admit, that loves to tear people down. But why would you give someone a 14-year, $340 million extension who had played in less than 150 major league games? (laughs) 
uh, you know what? They do it to themselves. So Fernando Tatis Jr. gets what he deserves. And the San Diego Padres get what they deserve. Which is, for any team, take note. If you're going to give someone a wasteful 5, 7, 10-year deal, why are there no clauses in regards to PED, HGH, and steroid abuse? Well, the Padres season will play on. Of course, they did get rid of uh, the bobblehead night that they would that they had scheduled September seventh at Petco Park. It has been replaced by some City Connect T-shirts of Juan Soto, so that should be pretty cool. But uh, there's definitely no World Series expectations on this team. There was talk about Tatis with his statue contract that at the end of his career, there would be a statue of him outside of Petco Park. Oh, he's got a long way to go. Long way to go. For now, we just have Tony Gwynn and Trevor Hoffman, guys who played the game right, played it clean, unlike Fernando Tatis Jr. But I will be here next season. In May, when uh, Fernando should make his long-awaited return. And we'll see what he has to offer. And speaking of offerings, I caught this real quick. So I just want to add this because I talk about all things Major League Baseball. It seems here that there was a 1952 Topps Mickey Mantle card with a 9.5 grade in quotations finest known example close quotation of a 1952 Topps Mantle has sold with Heritage Auctions for $12.6 million including the buyer's premium it's the most ever paid for any sports item card or memorabilia 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 excuse me bilia well, I am definitely not going to delete this. Got to keep the show going. The previous record for a sports card was $7.25 million, said earlier this month by a T260 Honus Wagner card. Very impressive. Chris Ivey, Heritage's director of sports auction, said the card is arguably the finest condition example of the most Iconic post-war card in the world. That grade, plus the fact it has documented provenance from the most storied find in hobby history, puts it in a category of his own. Sounds like money laundering to me at its finest. <laughs> Woof. A baseball card sold for $12.6 million. Amazing. But the last... Five years or so have been good to the sports card business and auctions. So we had the uh, Honus Wagner that had sold for $6.6 million August of 2021 with Robert Edward Auctions. January 20 of 21, a different 1952 Topps Mantle graded PSA 9 sold for $5.2 million. And then we had a 2003 2004 Upper Deck Exquisite Collection RPA Rookie Patch Autograph 
LeBron James card that sold for $5.2 million a few months later in April. So, yeah, history being made. I'm sure the auction people are uh, very happy about that. And Mickey Mantle, right? Let's go Yankees. Uh, sadly, speaking of let's go Yankees, they are currently down against the last place Oakland Athletics before the score was 4-0. Now it's 4-1. I am so disappointed with the Yankees play as of late. Yeah, down 4-1, middle of the fifth inning. Hopefully they can pull off a comeback. The offense has gone MIA to last, well, two, make this three games after they had dropped 13-4 in the first game of a four-game set without hitting any home runs. They struggled in Garrett Cole's start. A three-run shot by Aaron Judge was all that they needed for the 3-2 win. But then they lose 3-2. In 11 innings, in a game in which they had only one hit through 11 innings, yet they had a 2-0 lead in the 10th inning and still walked away with a loss. Devastating, horrifying, disappointing. I will still beat the drum, fire Aaron Boone, as far as I'm concerned, because I don't know why these Yankees just can't get it together. They are not a World Series contending team. I deal with the reality I will talk about what the nationwide sports leader, Fox sees the corporate shells they've sold their soul to the almighty dollar are afraid to say. I always expect a great regular season, but the goal is to get to and win the World Series, and this Yankee team is not that team. This loss was actually worse than the previous early August losses in which the Yankees got shut out five times this season. Well, well, at least on the plus side, the Yankees do put fans in the stands. So the Oakland Athletics, there are fans out there in attendance, and I'm sure that's great for both parties. Speaking of party, I'm going to go finish the rest of this game. Until next time, sports fans nationwide, Lex Anderson signing out.